Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way and behold they cried out saying what have we to do with thee Jesus thou son of God art thou come hither to torment us before the time and there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding so the devils besought him saying if thou cast us out suffer us to go away into the herd of swine and he said unto them go and when they would come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of our living God. And title that I'm working with this morning is going to be entitled, Unlikely Answered Prayers. Un un unlikely, Unlikely Answered Prayers, amen. I guess that means something to y'all, <laughs> but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll never look at this the same. But Unlikely Answered Prayers, amen. And what's taking place in this particular book, we understand as this particular chapter opens up, Christ has actually healed a leper, a man from leprosy, right? So we see throughout chapter number eight, God is, Jesus is basically on a healing spree. He's just doing things and performing miracles. So the first miracle in this chapter he performs is he heals a leper of leprosy, right? And then as he's consistently journeying, he comes in contact with a centurion, right, whose servant is sick. And, and, and this, this man's faith is so great that Christ said he's never seen such great faith ever, pretty much. Because this man said, you don't even have to come to where he's at, just send the word, and I believe he's going to be healed. So we see the next thing is he, he, he's confronted by the centurion whose servant needs to be healed. And God speaks the word, and based on the centurion's faith in Christ and the authority that he walks in, his servant is actually healed. And then we see, what, what is that? Okay, amen. And so afterwards, we see, huh, been a little menace. <laughs> so he then, after healing the centurion's uh, uh, servant, we then find that he enters into Peter's mother-in-law house, and she's laid down out on her deathbed with a fever, but we see Christ then heals her of this fever. And afterwards, when he leaves this house, he didn't follow, he's then followed by many people who are demonically possessed, and they're sick with all types of sicknesses and disease. And the Bible talks about how he then heals many people after healing Peter's mother-in-law. Oh. Okay, then, he, then, he, then we see, okay, he heals uh, these demon-possessed that are sick, right, I, and, and all of this stuff. And then after healing them, he then begins to travel again, and we understand that they get in a boat, and while they're in this particular boat, on the Sea of Galilee, this thing, on the Sea of Galilee, right, the storm rages. And what begins to take place, we understand the scripture tells us that he speaks to the storm. After they arouse him from his slumber and sleep, he gets up and he speaks 
to the storm. What was interesting to me is that, okay, as the chapter starts off, he starts with healing. And throughout the chapter, he's healing. He's delivering folk. He's encountering demonic uh, 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 demons, and he's encountering them and commanding them to be cast out and things of this nature right here. But do you understand, before we get to verse number 28, he's, 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 he's confronted by this particular storm. And so most of us, we never look at things like this. Before Jesus actually gets to you, he's encountering a storm. He's in route, but he's encountering a storm. Now the thing is, now in the eyes of the disciple, the storm might have lasted for a significant period of time. But we understand when Jesus woke up, he immediately went to the top of the ship, spoke to the storm, and the storm obeyed. The wind ceased, and the, and the waves, the rushing of the waves, they calmed down. But I just want you to understand, he's encountering the storm, but he has the power to command the storm to cease. Oh yeah, you need to be encouraged that he's in route to you. Yeah, all that shouting, yes, he's in route to you. All that screaming, he's in route to you. But before he comes and take care of your storm, he's having to deal with another storm in the life of somebody else. But I'd stop by to let you know he's in route to you in the same way that he was able to command this storm to see. Baby, he's going to take care of the present storm that's in your life. Ah, oh, but until he gets there, can you just occupy and keep a praise in your mouth? Until he gets there, can you still bless his wonderful name? Until he gets there, can you still give him the glory? Until he gets there, can you still pray? Oh, since we are talking about prayer, can you still pray in faith? Can you still dance in faith? Praise in faith, worship in faith, speak the word in faith. Can you still give God the glory while he's in route? You got to understand. This storm is an example about why he's about what he's about to do for every present storm in your life. I don't care how the winds are blowing. I'm going to speak to them and they're going to cease. I don't care how high the waves get and how rough they are. I'm going to speak to them and they're going to see. This storm is an example of what I'm getting ready to do for the present storms in your life. See, we don't understand how the enemy, the enemy will try to hinder your Lord for coming to see about you. It's not coincident that he's headed to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Oh, he does nothing by coincidence. He's en route. There are two possessed men that need me. And and. Oh, you look at it like this. He's telling the storm, get out my way. He's speaking to the storm, get out my way. You will not stop me from getting to these two possessed men. Their deliverance is on my schedule. Y'all don't even understand. Oh, some things we've been praying about, and you got to understand, baby. Your time has come up. Oh, I bless his wonderful name. God, we've been saying and we've been prophesying. I'm next in line, but you got to understand. Not this storm is going to stop people coming to see about you. Come on. All these things that he just flowed in healings and miracles and all these things, you just getting warmed up to come see about me. You just getting that fire that are blazing on the inside to come see about me. Uh, 
I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. He lets me know my time is here. My time. So we're talking about unlikely answered prayers. And we're still talking about prayer. I believe this is my last <laughs> sermon on prayer. I want to come out of it. <laughs> I want to come out. What's happening? Oh, that was fine. I want to come out of it. You know, but as we've been talking about prayer, I'm glad what I've learned about prayer. I'm glad what I've been experiencing in prayer or through prayer. And it's through prayer that I've been encountering God on a more consistent or regular basis. I'm glad that through prayer, God has been revealing things to me. You know what I mean? It ain't got to be all deep. You understand what I'm saying? He's taking my simple, fervent, passionate prayers, and he's responding to me as I'm talking to him more and more throughout my day. You understand what I'm saying? I bless God for, for prayer simply being communication. I'm able to have dialogue with God and giving God an opportunity to talk back to me. I appreciate the fact that God is so mindful of me that he's willing to speak back to me. We're talking about this holy God. We're talking about this great God. You understand, although I'm created in the image of God, still he's a holy God and he's a great God, but yet he takes out time to speak to somebody like me. Oh yeah, to speak to me about and a lot of times, you know, most of us, when we pray, we pray for things to change. But I kept wrestling with today's message and, and wrestling with a title. And before I had my scriptures, I felt I had a title. And I felt God gave me prayer changes things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then simply put my subtitle was going to be prayer still works. But I didn't have no scriptures yet. <laughs> so I was like, okay, God. Oh, yes. We're about to have a good yes. You know, thinking about that particular title, like, okay, pr prayer changes things. And how many times you find yourself praying about things to change or about someone to change? Do you know somebody? Can you relate? I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. But the reality, when God talks to you, he wants to talk to you about you. And while we are simply praying for change to take place or we're praying for change to happen in the life of somebody else because we don't like their behavior, uh, their conduct, their attitude, their disposition, all of these different things, uh, God is not, he's not missing all of that stuff. He's mindful of that. But guess what? Why are you praying for God saying, God, let them change. Or God, I pray deliver them. God wants you to change. Oh, yeah. He wants the prayers you praying to change you. Oh, I'm like, okay, so when God is revealing things, he's revealing them for a purpose. You know, never just showing you something so you could just have more knowledge. There's a reason there's a purpose why God will speak or show you anything. Sometimes other things, God wants you to change. Prayer changes things, and prayer still works. You know, when I think about what Pastor Ivan was speaking about in Bible study on Wednesday, how most of us, we have prayed, and we have prayed to their times, you have questioned whether or not prayer works. You're questioning if you're saying things like, God, did you hear me? God, are you real? 
You know he's real. You know that he's real. But there are moments that some of us have had where we question the very existence of God. God, are you real? And it's only because you feel you're being ignored or being rejected. Right? So think about it. As we talk about prayer, what we've been talking about, prayer. This is why we pray or all things prayer. And we've been sticking with this thing that if, if indeed the first prayer in Scripture was in the book of Genesis chapter number three, we see God came to confront. And a lot of times we say confront, but when you think about it, God confronted everybody that was there. Oh, yes. Adam, where were you? And understand the name Adam meant Adam and Eve. So when he called Adam, he was calling Adam and Eve. Adam, where are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, a lot of us, we just look at it as if God was speaking to the man. No, no, because when you see, when you go through that particular story, he dealt with the man first, then dealt with the woman, and he dealt with the servant. He dealt with all three parties that were involved. So because of your disobedience, this is what you get, this is what you get, and this is what you get. Because I'm God. Mic drop on him. Because I'm God. Should have obeyed. <laughs> but we see, we understand that prayer is not, it's not monologue, but it's dialogue. It's an opportunity for us to talk to God and God to talk back to us. But what we like about that particular story is that we see that God initiated prayer. God desired to talk. And when you think about it, before they actually sinned, this was a regular routine thing. God will come in the cool of the day. Speak to the man. Now, what I've learned, the same cool of the day is the same time frame that Christ died. So there had to be a restoration process. What was lost in the garden had to now be restored on the cross. This closeness or this being able to have intimacy with God. All right. So understand, speaking and all these different things. I forgot. Oh, Lord, okay. <laughs> we talk about prayer, y'all. All right. And we talk about, we've talked about postures, right? We've talked about uh, 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 reasons why we pray. We've even kind of tried to lump in there the different parts of prayer. And we've talked about types of prayer. So we've been talking about this is why we pray all things prayer. All right? If there's anything taking place in your life, that is a reason to pray. And so we're, we're, we're throwing out there today, even though it's not the title, but I'm telling you what I thought my particular title was going to be for today. Prayer changes things and subtitle being prayer still works. Prayer still works. But today's title is unlikely answered prayers. The word unlikely, according to Webster, is defined as not seeming to be right or suited for a purpose. Not seeming to be right or suited for a purpose. Unlikely. Answered prayers. Or according to Wester, not seeming to be right or suited for a purpose. Answered prayers. According to God, we understand everything has a purpose. Now, as we get into this particular part of the scripture, like we said, throughout this particular chapter, Christ has been 
bringing healing. He's been delivering folk. He's been casting out devils. And when he gets here, he's encountering now. The scripture says, and when he was come to the other side into the country, again, I am about to even try to pronounce it. I had it at one point, and then it's just, it's just gone. So I'm going to go with the other translation in, 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 in Mark and Luke, the gatherings. Right? So it says, when he was come to the other side of the country of the gatherings, there met him two possessed with devils. Coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. There met him. When we come, if prayer is simply put, if its foundation is communication, because I want you to understand it, if prayer, if it's most simplest uh, a definition of what prayer is, is communication. Keep that in mind. Because what I want you to see is the unlikely answer prayer that we're talking about is what happens when a devil prays? Oh, I'm in the book and I'm about to show you. What happens when a devil prays? You and I thought we were the only ones who pray. Oh, but you better get a clue, Blue's Clues, because guess what? There were demons and there were warlocks and there were witches that actually prayed. Now, think about this here. When we hear them, them actually praying, we're inclined to believe that they pray to Satan. Now, that is true, but what happens when a demon prays to your God and my God? And it gets answered. If prayer is communication, before we even deal with this, come here, Job, in the book of Job, when the sons of God went to present themselves before God, the, the Bible says Satan came with them, and then God bypassed them and started having a conversation with Satan. Where have you been? Oh, well, I've been in the earth realm, going to and fro, looking. Well, have you considered my servant Job. And now we know the scriptures, right? As the story goes on, well, he's only serving you because you got this hedge of protection. Will you remove the hedge of protection? If prayer at its most simplest uh, definition, foundation is communication, then Satan is actually praying for God to remove this hedge of protection. If he's truly your servant, God, and he's not serving you for any other reason, God, then remove the hedge. What happens when a devil prays and the prayer of the devil is answered by God? Because as we see in Scripture, did not God remove and lift the hedge off of Job? You have access to everything, but you can't take his life unlikely answered prayers. You don't think there's no purpose to it, but God found purpose in it. I'm going to answer this prayer, Satan, just to prove to you uh, that he's not serving me because of things, but he's serving me because of our relationship. Oh, I'm going to answer your prayer, Satan. Yes, I am. Oh, what happens? Because, see, you think Satan going on behalf, but what happens when little old perversion goes in? What happens when lust goes in? What happens when fornication goes in? What happens when rebellion goes and say, God, they're only serving you because of your blood. They're only serving you because of this hedge around them. Will you please remove the hedge? And if that is not enough for you, what happens? 
when God said, who will go for me? And the lion spirit stepped forward. Had a conversation with God, I will go for you. And be a lie in the mouth of a prophet, I will go for you. What happens when a devil prays and God answers that? You can't see the purpose in it, but God sees there was a greater purpose in it. Oh, oh. So he said, and when he was come to the other side of the country of the gatherings, there met him two possessed. There met him. Mm. Was it the men or was it the devils? There was a combination of both because guess what? The devils cannot operate unless through the body. We know they need a physical, literal body to operate in, right? Now, and this is the other thing. There were some people inclined to believe that there's no such thing as transferring of spirits. And if they believe that there is no such thing as transferring of spirits, if they are going to accept that this would be the only thing in Scripture that they believe was a transference. When Christ permitted the demons to go, it is broken down in the Greek that he allowed them to transfer from the men to the swine. He permitted them to go. So this was a transfer. Now, based upon them leaving, they was going off of the authority of what Christ said. They didn't ask permission to go into the swine. They didn't say, swine, can we go with you? When you see throughout Scripture, you see a lot of children who are demonically possessed. You think them demons saying, hey, little Bobby, can I come inside of you? Now, there is no scripture count showing us that, okay, hey, if I touch Pastor Ivan, that what I was dealing with just transferred to Pastor Ivan. But we see this is a transference. All demonic forces are not necessarily going to get permission to enter into someone. They're not going to God, and they're not asking your mom and daddy as a child, can I enter into your baby? For example, remember I told y'all back in the day when God, was, when God was sharpening my eyesight in the realm of the spirit, I was seeing demonic forces before they actually entered into people. I was like, God, what is that hovering in front of that person's face? He said, that's the spirit of such and such. I'm like, what in the world? And you looking like, and folk think you looking at them crazy, but... It's not you I'm really looking at. I see something in the room of the spirit that's trying to enter into you. And I said, well, God, what is it doing? He said, it's waiting for an opening. Soon as the person opens up, think about it. It's waiting for an opening. When the opening comes, this is it saying, okay, I, I don't need permission. The fact that you open up has given me permission to enter in. God, what is it doing? It's waiting for an opening. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, have you paid attention to your eye gate? Gate. When you think about gate, a gate is what? It's an opening to an enclosure, something that is enclosed. It is an opening, your eye gates, your ear gates, your mouth. All these little holes in your face. Gates. 
for the enemy to enter right in. And through touch. Because think about how most of us, you have gotten open through touch. Gates. I said, okay, God, wow. So most people are inclined to believe that there is no such thing as a transference of spirit unless they encounter this particular scripture. Now, like I said, there is no actual passage of scripture that talks about, hey, if I touch Pastor Alvin, something that I was dealing with has transferred to him. But guess what? The Bible is silent on a lot of things. Just like it's vocal on a lot of things. The Bible is silent on some things. Right? And even there are some things that the Bible talks about, and he says some things are mystery. Right. So 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 think about it. Some things are a mystery. But for example, proof that spirits transfer. If words are spirit and they are life, for example, you have experienced a spirit transferring and you might not have known that a spirit was transferring until you came here. And you start hearing things like this here. For example, all of us can, can, can relate to this right here. Well, you talk to somebody, and they were going through, they were either angry, they were depressed, sad, whatever the case may be. And because you failed to properly cover yourself with the blood or properly cover yourself in prayer, by the time that phone conversation was over, you felt angry or you felt sad or you felt depressed. Welcome to a demonic spirit transferring from that person to you. Now, the thing is, every time a demonic force transfers, it doesn't mean that the spirit has actually entered in. The thing is, that is the objective, to enter into you. There are times where demonic force, where, okay, some of you might have experienced this. The old folk call it the devil riding your back. Notice what they say, the devil riding your back. Meaning there may be a time you might have been asleep. And you land on your stomach or your back. And the only thing that could happen is you couldn't do but move your eyes. And you thought, the first thing you thought was, Lord, I am paralyzed. Oh, my God. You can't talk. You just, you know what I mean? What this demonic force is showing you is, it's showing you it could either be a, as light as a feather. To There were some demonic forces that have attached themselves to people where they've made themselves as light as a feather, meaning, okay, because even when we talked about God and the essence of God, we talk about the weight of God, meaning the glory of God. When we said the glory of God, we're also talking about the weight of God. God can make his glory be so revealed or so present that you can literally feel this spirit being present weighing down on you. God can get so heavy on you. You say, God, please, this because this flesh is not, it can't take God. Right. So you'll cry and say, God, please get off of me. I can't handle you. In like manner, if God is a spirit being, now we understand God is greater than them, but understand these demonic forces which were angelic beings, they're nothing more than fallen angels. So they're spiritual beings without a body. So they have the ability, guess what, to let their presence be felt just as God. They can be just as light on you. And then if they want you to know that they're dead, they can weigh down on you. So going back to the example where old folks say, a devil riding my back, that was the abundant force letting you know, oh, I'm very much present. And I want you to know that I'm here. And granted, the first thing that you felt was fear. Right? Fear. So this spirit is now transferred. So guess what? Each night until it breaks, those of us that know to call on the name of Jesus or pray, we... Moving our eyes, we were like, oh, you can't talk. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, a whisper comes out your mouth, the blood or Jesus. And it's like, boom, it releases you. 
Because in the book of James, the Bible tells us what? Demons believe and they tremble at the presence of Jesus, right? So it backed up off of you, released you because of the name. Now, those of you who didn't know to call on that name, it was nothing but his grace. Nothing but his grace. So the point I'm making is that not all the time is the demonic force entering in. The objective is to enter in, but there might not be an opening. But I'm going to stick around, hang around as long as I can until the opening comes. Until the opening comes. So we have got to be careful and sensitive to, to things we watch, things we hear, things we entertain, conversation we entertain, people. You understand? I'm not telling you not to deal with people because guess what? He tells us we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So you're going to deal with people who have a worldly mindset on the day. day. But you have a responsibility to maintain your salvation. Because he said, okay, you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Part of you working out your salvation is being aware of things like this. So we see, okay, they met him. Jesus was met by two that were demonically possessed. Now, the thing is, he could have easily not came to this, this other side of shore. But he, he calmed the storm. Because guess what? When the storm was brewing, he could have said, okay, you know what about face? Let's turn the ship around. But no, he understood these two men are on my schedule. It is a must that I go. That's why I'm going to speak to this storm and command that this storm cease. And when I get there, now mind you, I want you to see at the end of the prayer, it, say, it says what? They were coming out of the tombs and they were exceeding fierce so that no man may pass by that way. They were not letting nobody come through that way. But you think Jesus was moved by them? Oh, somebody ought to thank God for the theanthropos. Oh, the one that is fully God, but yet he's fully man. They will let no man pass by. But the God man stepped out of the ship and said, oh, no, oh, no, you got a date with me. Come here, come here, come here. And they met him. They tried to come with force. You think that back, Jesus, sir? Baby, come with everything you got. Come with everything you got. And the violence you were attempting to come with is about the change. So they were coming out of the tombs. The tombs denote the dead places or the dead things. And it's just like some of us hanging around dead places and have dead things in our lives. Oh, but you don't understand when he comes, he's coming to confront everything. Uh, he's, think about it. When you look at the story, he's not just confronting the demonic forces that are in him. Because guess what? They're going to come out of the tombs. You're going to come out from around the dead things. He was met with two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs. And they were exceeding fierce. Fierce. Violent. Anybody in the area knew, you know what, we can't even go to the grave and go visit our grandma. We hollering at grandma from. <laughs> There's no more going into the tombs to go pay you, show your respects to the folk that dead in your life. Because they're not letting you. You can't even enter into this dead place. Well, he said let the dead bury the dead anyhow. Devils are preventing them, anybody from going this way. It said, so that no man might pass by that way. 
Ain't nobody coming through this way. Okay, where you got to go? You're going to take the long route to walk. Because, you know, some folk might have been taking shortcut through the tomb. They're trying to get to where they got to go through. And they done, they done shut all of that down. They have shut all of that down. Shortcuts, all of that. And see, while we're saying unlikely answered prayers, because guess what? Even, even God would take what the devil is doing and he's going to use it for his glory. Some, these devils are stopping people from going into where dead things are. Now, this is what you got to realize, though. Though you may prevent, be, be, be preventing us from going where dead things are, you're killing us softly on the inside, though. I can't go hang around dead things and experience dead things anymore, but I'm dying on the inside. Because there's no life in this demonic force is present. Right? Give me the next verse. He says what? And behold, they cried out, saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? So, of course, we've talked about this before, how the demonic forces understand and they know exactly who he is. They cried out, meaning they cried with a loud voice. What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before time? Now, they understand it's not our time. To be tormented yet, meaning to be cast into the lake of fire, it's not our time. So what you here for? And see, this is, we don't think a demonic force know who we are. It knew who the Christ was. And he was not yet revealed as the Messiah yet. He's an average looking dude. Walk around. He's performing miracles. Now, all the miracles that we just talked about in chapter number eight, they were performed on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Right? So when he came to the other side, he's being met. He's being confronted by two devils. And the next thing they say is, okay, what are you here for? It is not time for us to be cast into the lake of fire. So what you here for? No, it's not time for you to be tormented in that manner, yeah. But I'm here that you're going to, you about to loose them. I'm here because you're about to loose them. Right? Nah, I ain't worried about because he, he understand, hey, I'm not about to get riled up because you, you already know you're going to be tormented. But what you did not know is that you got to come up out of them. You thinking you're going to abide here to the time for you to be tormented. And I said, no, I had, you got to understand part of my purpose is I have come to set the captive free. So he's walking in purpose. By causing these demonic forces to come out. So they understand. Demonic forces understand time. Now think about when we say, okay, time is the enemy of the saints because we're the ones that start dealing with fear as it pertains and relates to time. They understand 
time. They're the only ones who are struggling with time. They understand time in, in, in regards to them. Listen, there's going to come a time where I'm going to be tormented in the lake of fire. And they also understand time in regards to you. What God has spoken concerning your life as it pertains to time. The thing is, they just didn't understand time when it was time for them to be delivered. Because their other mindset, no, this body belongs to me. This is where I... In other words, a demonic force, if a demonic force is occupying the body of a believer or anyone for that matter, they consider your body to be their what? House. The scripture says when they're cast out, he does what? He goes seeking a drop place, looking for rest, but when he can't find it, he comes back to that house to see if it's swept clean. So he say, he's trying to take up permanent residence until it's time for him to be tormented in the lake of fire. So he understands time, just not when it's his time to be cast out. All right, give me, give me verse number three. He says, and there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So from a significant distance off. But this demon had the presence of mind to scope out what was around it. Because guess what? You may not pay attention to what's around you, but the devil has paid attention to what's around it. And I'm going to use everything that's around me, everything that's at my disposal, I'm going to use it to my advantage. So much so that now, because to go to the next verse, he says what? This is how you know. The title says what? Unlikely answered prayers. So the devil's beset. Besought. Besought in the Greek is talking about what? Besought in the Greek means to call for, to beg. Strong simply defines it as pray. Oh, so the devils prayed saying, if we're going to reinterpret it, so the devils besought or prayed saying, if you cast us out. Suffer us, allow us to go away into the herd of swine. So you see, because we still talk about prayer, this is why we pray. But we're now talking about prayer from a different angle. What happens when a devil prays and the prayer is to your God you pray to and God answers that devil's prayer? Am I in the book? So the devils besought, interpreted in the Greek, the devils prayed, saying, if you cast us out, allow us to go into the herd of swine. So verse 31 is the actual prayer of a devil. Praying to be set free. Pray, the devil is praying to be set free. And guess what? Your God, Jesus, is about to honor it. Messed me up too. I just, I just closed my Bible last night. I was like, you know what, God? They gonna think this is something kind of. I said, God, you are messing with me. But am I not in the book? The devil prayed and said, if you cast us out, allow us suffer, allow us to go into that herd of swine. This is the prayer thirty one. Go to thirty two. It says what? And he said unto them, go. So this is the answered prayer. 
go. We talk about unlikely answer prayer because, see, you don't think it has a purpose. But while they praying for freedom, guess what? I'm about to honor your person so that I can get these two men free. I'm going to honor your prayer because guess what? It's bigger than you. I'm going to honor your prayer so that you can be set free, so that I can set these two men free. Oh, that's why he did it because guess what? We told you unlikely is defined as what? Not seeming to be right. It does not seem right that God would answer the prayer of a devil. It also says what? Or suited, not seeming to be right or suited for a purpose. We understand his purpose never changed. He had a purpose the whole while. I'm going to honor your prayer because while you praying to be set free, guess what? You actually praying for these men to be set free. When God can see a prayer that you're going to benefit from when the devil prays for you. I'm going to answer the prayer of the devil because you're about to benefit from the prayer or offer the prayers of these devils. Now, everybody gets sad because Job lost everything. But the Bible said when you get to the end of the book of Job, it talks about how he was restored double-fold. Double-fold, right? All of this began to take place because Satan actually went and had a conversation. If prayer is nothing more than communication, Satan went and prayed and asked God, remove your hedge. God saw there was a greater purpose in this. I'm going to honor your prayer so I can bless Job with more. Huh? What, what you say, Satan, you say, he, he going to stop serving me if I remove my hedge? Okay, I'm about to honor your prayer. I'm going to remove the hedge. You just can't take his life. He honored Satan's prayer just to bless Job more. Just to bless him. <laughs> just to bless him more. Now, I ain't, I'm not necessarily saying I'm a fan of this. <laughs> hey, I pray for myself. I don't need no devil praying for me. I will pray for myself. But are you seeing this? Now, me, I would have a problem like, wait a minute. Why does it seem like you answered that devil with no questions asked? That devil ain't have to wait. That devil ain't have to fast. That devil ain't have to lay on his face and worship. And you did it just like that. But I want you to check this out, though. The devil ain't have no other motive but just to be free. There are times when you and I pray, there's another motive. There was another intent behind the prayer. So even though the devil ain't have no other, God had, I got another agenda in your. What happens when God has another agenda that I'm going to use this devil's prayer to get you free? They praying for themselves. Okay, okay, uh, Jesus, please don't torment us. You understand what I'm saying? Like, listen, it is not our time yet. It is not our time yet. Okay, 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 okay. How about this? We see some pigs over there. Will you just let us go into the pig? Go. 
honor the demon's request so that I can use your request because my purpose is, because guess what? As I honor your request to set you free, I'm setting the man free. He didn't even have to work that hard. Ever times he got to come, you know, I say, come out of him. You will not tear him. No, these demons pray. I'm about to honor your prayer. Go. Boom. All right, let's get in the ship, y'all. Yes. Done deal. Let's go ahead and get back in the ship. Let's go ahead and get back in the ship. Before he can get in the ship and return, I want you to see. These were actual, for real, for real, devils that prayed, and the Lord Jesus honored their prayer. Right? It says, and he said unto them, go. And when they would come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished into the waters. When you think about swine, they wanted to go into something that was filthy. That should tell you something. They like going into things that are filthy. So because you're coming to deal with us, at least let me return or go into something else that's filthy. No, I'm not calling you no pig. But some of you, you live like one. Some of us, we act like one. What am I saying? I'm talking about the nature of a pig. When it comes to the appetite of a pig, we'll eat anything. It will keep on eating until it kills itself. Uh, the farmer has to regulate the appetite of the pig. And the pig doesn't just have a certain diet, meaning it's not just a vegetarian. It, it's been prone to eat meat. There's been documented stories where pigs have actually killed and ate their caretakers. So meat is not off the menu. Preference is off the menu. Just give me something to eat. I'll eat whatever is present. You give me slop, I'll eat it. Folk have given you slop in relationships, and guess what? You ate it. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me, but I'm going to talk to you. They giving you all kind of slop in relationship, and you did what? You ate it. That is the mindset, the behavior of a pig. You ate anything that was before you. You talked about you got all these standards, but because you were so lonely, you ate what they gave you. told the man what else have you eaten whenever you compromise guess what you're just eating whatever's placed before you whenever you settle you're just eating whatever is placed before you mindset behavior of a pig and understand when a pig just consistently eats 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 like this it's getting bigger and bigger. Ooh, do you know somebody? And can you relate? 
Some of us are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It used to be you could say stuff like, well, last year I weighed such and such. Now you're looking like last month. I was like, now I was like, well, Lord, last week I was saying, oh, I got to get a hold of this thing. That's the mindset of pigs. Not only that, think about pigs. They don't just eat anything, but they waddle and filth. You think they're just rolling around in mud. No, they roll around in the mud and each other's boo-boo. Oh, yes! They rolled around in the mud and each other's boo-boo. In other words, crap. All the crap that you're dealing with, you ain't trying to get, you ain't trying to get no understanding. You just rolling around in the crap that you're dealing with, with the folk in your life, them crappy folk in your life. Y'all just rolling back and forth in the crap that you deal with in your so-called crappy life. Mindset of them. That's the behavior of them. You don't want to, we don't want to say that. I'm not calling you no pig. But some of us, we sure be acting like one. The English major said the similarities of, 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 of a swine. We have the behavior or the similarities of the swine. The aspects of the swine. We are actually showing similarities. Dare I say a beast-like mentality. Give a pig an inch, it'll take a mile. I'm not a farmer, I know that. Even when a pig searches for food, it, it, it breaks up the ground with its snout. In other words, it always got its nose in something. Oh, you always in somebody's business. That is the behavior of a pig. Your nose is always in something. Swine. It said, and they ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perish. Uh, evidently, the swine, hey, I choose to believe that Christ knew that they were going to die. But not to the point where he wanted to save them. Mind you, that is somebody's livelihood. They had caretakers. I ain't so concerned about your money than I am about these two souls. Because if you putting your faith in the swine, which is the resource and not the source, I got a problem with you anyhow. You need to go ahead and lose that resource anyhow. So you can see that when I come, that your resource is just that. It's a resource, but I am the actual source. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all playing these games. No, Jesus will let some stuff run violently out your life in order to save your life. You're trying to figure out why 
all of a sudden they don't want nothing to do with you because they got everything to do with Jesus stepped on the scene and Jesus standing right in front of these devils. And some folk are just violent like, you know what? I said I was interested in you, but you know what? I... They're doing the handyman walk out your life. You know why? Because you done messed around and called on the name of Jesus. You done messed around and got into the presence of Jesus. And guess what? You might not have meant it, but God meant it. You know what? I'm going to change your life for the better anyhow. Because well, some people are trying to figure out why. Why? 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 What is it about me? There's nothing about you. These devils see Jesus standing behind you. Jesus standing like this, like. For some of y'all, Jesus got the Matambo pose, like. That's when he would block a shot. Block a shot. Are you catching it? Block a shot. They think they got a shot at getting you, but Jesus is blocking a shot. Oh, he blocked that. He gave that back. Get out of here. Oh, no. You came with that weak, that weak, that weak game. That weak game. Get that weak shot out of here. Those weak commitments. Get that weak shot out of here. You don't know what real love is. Get that weak shot out of here. You still trying to figure out who you are. Get that weak shot out of here. You don't understand. You about to compromise. Guess what? We said that is the mindset, the behavior of a pig. You set up for whatever's in front of you. But Jesus loved you the way he loved you. Block that. Get that out of here. You trying to understand who you are, but this person that is attracted to you, they don't have a clue who they are. You about to settle and have them pull you all the way back down. You better thank God that Jesus blocked that shot. Get out of here. Get that out of here. He blocked that. Oh, yeah. That's why he had him say something stupid. They're act a slam fool. Because he said, okay, pay like these devils paid attention to the details enough to know that far off there's some swine. You better pay attention to the details, the small, minute details. You better pay attention to the details. No. They didn't accidentally text that. They didn't accidentally say that. They meant to say that. They meant to text that and trying to cover it up and fix it. No, you better pay attention to the detail. Block that. We're talking about unlikely and suppressed. The devil praying said, I want to be free. I'm going to honor your prayer because I want them free. This ain't even about you, devil. I'm going to honor your prayer because I want them free. He says what? Go to 33. He says what? He says, and they that kept them fled, the people, they that kept them fled. Now, after they witnessed their pigs, their resources, so, you know, folk are going to do stuff out of anger. This nigga going to mess with this. Oh, he done mess with my money. 
Holy, that be me. I be telling you play with my money, you play with my emotions. I'm prone to do anything. Oh, y'all know money will make folk act funny. Money will make the calmest person catch an attitude. Yeah, I have seen, I have seen Mike raise up by some money. I'm like, boy, if this is what it takes to get Mike Ryder, we need to mess with this buddy all the time. You better not go nowhere and expect Mike to fight with you. But I tell you what, to get Mike to fight, mess with his money. Oh, I know what to do. Next time Mike with me and something about to pop up, I'm going to steal his own money. <laughs> Mike, they, Mike, 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 they got your money, Mike. Mike, they got your money, Mike. Oh, I bet Mike will be ready to fight then. Who? You got to know what to do. I'm learning. Mess with his money. Mike will fight then. Mike, Mike will forget all of that. Oh, oh, oh. Mike will start trying to take his shirt off. No, no, no. I'm going to let him. So you better not leave me out here, Mike. <laughs> and they that kept them. So we see the keepers of the swine. They that kept them, right, fled and went their ways into the city and told everything. And what was befallen to the possessed of the devil? See, look at the testimony of the Lord. Being declared by those who are looking on. Right? We oftentimes have an issue uh, with folk who are, you know, the onlookers, right? Now, the onlookers are actually speaking about what just happened. Man, y'all know for the longest time, for five years, we, we couldn't even go into the tomb. We can go in the tomb now. We can go in the tomb now. They free. That's not the only thing. That's just a sidebar note. I want you to see in verse number 34, right? He says, and behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, so again, what happens when God answers the prayer of the devils? The actual devil, but then them folk who let devils use them. They went to go and testify about what he did. And before everything was said and done, Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus, you will get out of our city. Besought in the Greek is saying to pray. They prayed that you would leave. So do you understand there are people that are coming to the church and we don't want no presence? Because just like when his presence came, somebody has to be set and made free when his presence come. Has to. Do you understand people are praying? Jesus, we don't want you today. I'm not ready to change. Yeah, we, we can relate to that. We all had some things that we were, un, we were not ready to give up yet. And the truth be told, that thing that you are unwilling and what you believe you're not ready to give up, this is the thing that you find your identity in. 
I'm talking to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that anger you don't want to let go, this is what defines you. Go and talk to anybody around you and they'll talk about your crazy attitudes you have. They're crazy about, they'll talk about how crazy acting you are. And you, that's just how I am. No, that's just how the devil is in you. The people praying, Jesus don't come today. Don't show up at COP. Because I know if you come, you're going to have to deal with my devils. You're going to have to deal with my false identity. Because when you go back to the beginning of the scripture, remember I asked y'all a question, who's talking to Jesus? Is it the devil or is it the man? I said, but it's a combination of both. So there were times that a devil speaks through you, but then there were times you sound and mimic the devil. So intertwined, we've been so locked long in this long relationship till you think it's you. No, that's the devil. So it's not just demons that are actually praying and God is answering the prayer. Because guess what? When the people pray, these men want your presence. What did he do, y'all? When you go into the next chapter, he got on the ship and left. You don't want me? This is the thing. The two men were the prerequisite of the city. What I'm doing in the two minutes, what I want to do in the city. When he has the city on his timeline, but when the city refuses him, or when the church refuses him, or when the family refuses him, I will set the one that wants to be free, free, and I'm out. But I answered the prayer of the devil because it was bigger than the truth. It was really about the city. What happens when a nation, when a state, when a city begins to do what is right in their own eyes? Oh, you better thank God that there was a remnant who's still looking to Jesus. I don't care what law is passed. I choose to believe the word of the living God. But when the city rejects him, what I did for the two, I was starting with the two because they met me. Go, go, go back to, to the verse. The first two, they did what? They came out and they met him. Behold, the city came out to meet. What are you going to do when you meet him? Because he's given each one of us an opportunity to meet him. And how you steward over your meeting time will determine whether or not he's going to stay about will determine whether or not you'll remain uh, 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 bound or free. Because he's not about to force deliverance upon you. But I'm going to answer this devil's prayer because you 
Because guess what? When you go and look into the other scriptures, into the other books, Mark and Luke at the same particular story. Because this, this one in Matthew talks about two men. Mark and Luke talks about there is one man. But even when you start looking at it, details, talks about how when the man came, he fell and he worshipped. Meaning, there was a moment where the man came to himself. When the demonic force went dormant, like, and the man's personality came to the forefront and he recognized, oh, Lord Jesus. And even if you don't look at the scripture that way, when, when, when these two men met him, like I said, it was a combination of them, both the man and the demons crying at the same time. I, I hear the demons crying, but I hear the cry of my child. We're crying at the same time, but in the book of Corinthians, tell me there is a significance about your voice. Huh? Did I hear you while the devil is crying at the same time for liberty? I hear your cry of liberty louder than I hear the cry of the devils. I hear the significance in your voice. When unlikely prayers are answered, it doesn't seem like there was a purpose. But all the while, God had a purpose. I'm about to set you free. Two denotes witness so you could be the witness for the city. I send the witness first. I'm in the book. John the Baptist served as the witness before Christ. I sent my witness first about what I want to do in the city. When you refuse and reject the witness, what I came to do in the city shall not be done. They prayed that he would depart out of the coast, y'all. Go back to the other side of the sea. We don't want you over here. We don't want them kind of miracles over here. We don't want no healings over here. We don't want no deliverance over here. We don't want no truth over here. Why are you messing with our reality, our perceptions? Let it be what it is. We were okay before you came. Our money was okay, but now you don't mess up our money. We were doing fine before you came. And see, that's the thing. When you encounter Jesus, when you go and define the word encounter, it speaks to something that is violent. Violent. Their lives were violently changed within a moment. Yeah, I let your money run swiftly out your life. I let that chick run swiftly out your life. I let that homeboy run swiftly out your life. That promotion, bye-bye. And you trying to figure out. Notice, just like the people, we be in awe. I can't believe they don't want me. I can't believe it. I, I just knew I qualified for that promotion. You left in awe. Because you look into the resource and not the source. What are we talking about, prayer, y'all? Now you heard me say, ah, when I particularly choose it for myself. 
But if a devil is praying, and he has my name in the prayer, and it is for your glory to be revealed, God, one thing I know, there's no need of me saying, God, don't do it. Because one thing I know about you, God, getting the glory is your only purpose, and it changes for no one and nothing. So if a devil is praying and has my name in the prayer, if it is meant for you to get the glory, then God get the glory. I know you won't say that. Some y'all scared to say that because you don't want no devil to pray. You don't know what devil is praying about you. And I just showed you, it's not just actual devils. It is people influenced by devils who are praying. Folk will pray against you getting a promotion. Folk will pray against your happiness. Pray against you having joy. Pray against you having peace of mind. Pray against you having the blessings of the Lord being fulfilled in your life. Folk will actually pray in the name of Jesus that it does not happen in your life. Why? Because they're influenced by anger, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, pride, jealousy, envy. Think about it. Some of us are close. When you begin to question, God, I don't understand. I'm living the best I know how. And then you start comparing your life to other folks. I know I'm living better than them. Right? We don't even see how close we are to acting or responding like this. Some of us have actually prayed. God, don't let it happen in their life before it happened in my life. You ain't going to say what I said it for you. You have actually prayed it. Now, for some of you, it might not have came out your mouth, but a thought is nothing more than an unspoken word. If you thought it, guess what? We know he hears your thoughts. Because the Bible tells us Hannah mouthed a prayer. Nothing vocal came out. Her mouth just moved. She could have been praying thoughts in her head or, or thoughts in her heart. God heard it. So you think well, just because nothing came out your mouth, I don't mean anything. And some of us pray prayers like that because you thought it. Don't let them, don't let, don't let them be blessed before me. Don't let them get married before me. Don't let them get married before me. Don't let them get elevated before me. Don't let them get a car before me. Don't let them get a house before me. Influenced by jealousy. Envy. Y'all, that's perversion. So we show you in Scripture how an actual demonic force prayed, but then the people who were influenced by these demonic forces being in the region, because the other thing the devils were letting him, this is the other thing that they were praying. Because remember, they paid attention to the detail. Let us go into the pig so that we can remain in the region. So we can maintain our influence in the region, over the city. Some folk don't want healing. They don't want deliverance. And guess what? That devil is okay because he's saying, because guess what? As long as they don't want the truth, they don't want to be free, then guess what? We will maintain authority in the bloodline. We will maintain authority 
in the, in the generation over the children, over this particular family. That's what he was saying. Let us go into the swine. They knew the swine was going to stay in this area because they're being taken care of. And how many times folk have taken care of demons on the inside of you? Taking care of. Taking care of demons. Child, don't pay to no mind. That's just how they are. Lie! Taking care of this demon. Oh, yeah. I've been there way for taking care of demon. You want to know how you stop taking care of that demon? Tell the truth. Speak the truth to that devil. That's a way to say it now. But speak the truth to that devil. And sometimes you got to say, you know what? I'm talking to them little people in you. Because I want them little people to know that I see them. I am well aware that they're present and they're using you. So I want them little people to know I'm talking to you. Oh, no, you ain't finna remain over this region. You're not going to remain over. And see, guess what? You got to think. What are some of the regions? Your marriage, children, your household, your money, your identity, your self-esteem. These are regions that these enemies are trying to remain in and have influence or control over. You will not, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, remain in this region. But what happens when God answers unlikely prayers? See, the truth be told, we can give God praise that a devil prayed, and he answered it. Because even though the devil prayed, because he will get caught up in the fact that I'm saying a devil prayed. That's what's kind of messing with us. But look at the fact that he took it and used it for his glory to set you free. You go ahead and pray, devil, he going to use it. Come on, because see, that's going to be Romans 8 and 28. He about to, oh, devil, your prayer's about to work together for my good. Because in that same verse, it's according to his purpose. So you ain't got to be afraid to say if a devil is calling your name, because the truth be told, some of them are taking your name right before God. How do we know it's true? You can look at demonic activity. You can look at the creation of the world. Everything has cycles. And if, if Satan went before God about Job, then guess what? There was a cycle. We see later in Scripture how Satan actually tempted Peter. How Satan actually tempted Judas. Cycles. Aware the demonic forces are going before God, calling your name out. That, let me try this one. Ain't necessarily got to be Satan, because we understand how the kingdom of darkness is operating. There is no confusion. If Satan had good success with Peter at one moment and Judas at one moment, why are we about to switch this up? You who was not in the company of Jesus Christ, you who didn't sit at the feet of Jesus, you who Jesus didn't wash your feet, you're not as strong as Peter, because remember, he's the reason that, that, that Jesus, he built the church upon him, right? So you know the devil looking at some of us like, I, no, and, Jehovah. No, fornication is excited. Je Jehovah. 
Jehovah. Oh, Jehovah, can I go? Jehovah, will you let me go? Think about this here for those of us. I'm going to use my own family. On the Leonard side, on the Nelson side, and bunch a bunch of whores. So I can imagine the spirit of whore, Jehovah. Oh, Jehovah, will you allow me to go into the Leonard lineage? And I can see God with his feet crossed on the earth because the earth is his footstool. Go ahead. Because he knew in September of 1998. Oh, I'm about to set Lincoln free. I'm going to let you go. But it's going to come a moment where you're going to cry out because you're going to run into my presence. And you're going to cry and say, will you permit us to go over here? And I'm going to permit it just so I can set him free. Are y'all seeing the reality of this? <laughs> when unlikely prayers are being answered by God, to us it doesn't appear to be purposeful why he would answer the prayer of a devil. But that's why the Bible says, your thoughts are not his thoughts. <laughs> your ways are not his ways. Do y'all understand God is by any means necessary? If I got to get them free because a devil was praying for liberty, I'm going to take that opportunity. I got the right mind to go and pray now. I say, God, whatever spirit I'm struggling with, let them pray that they want to be free. <laughs> let them cry out for liberty, God, so you can come free me of anything that I may be dealing with. Because he did that just like that. Okay. And it is so. <laughs> and it's simple two-letter word, go. But look what is happening when he tells the demons to go. Not only did the demons go into the swine, not only did the two possessed men go free, not only did the onlookers go and declare what just happened, but after everything was done, now I can go. Two-letter word. But I'm going to keep messing with y'all because what happens when unlikely prayers are answered by God, that being the prayer of a devil, he's going to take it and use it for his glory. So, Father, we pray for the people, this your people, God. And we pray even now, God, in the name of Jesus, you know, God, that there are people who are being influenced by the enemy, God, and they're praying unlikely prayers towards us and against us and about us, your people. And there indeed, God, are some demonic forces, God, who may be bringing our names before you, God. But what we know about you, God, you do nothing by coincidence. Everything is according to your divine glory. And God, our prayer is, God, get the glory. 
whether a demonic force is praying or whether it's individuals influenced by them, God get the glory. And we are praying that your supernatural divine will is accomplished and manifested in our lives. God, we thank you for those of us that may be bound, God, in any area. Those of us that may be bound, God, in our psyche, bound in our emotional, in our heart, God, bound in our physical flesh by issues. What we know is, God, when you show up, when you come, God, you come with the purpose of setting free, loosen the captive. And I pray, God, for us, your people, that when you would come, God, when you would show up, God, everything that's not like you, God, will cry out. That you will loose us, God, that we may be loose to do your will. We may be loose to be who you called us to be. We may be loose to do what you have created us to do. That we will bring you glory. And we will bring you honor. I pray, God, that even as we've talked about prayer, preached and proclaimed, taught and explained, we thank you for every revelation, God. We thank you that through the revelation, through the information, God, that we will have proper interpretation, God. We will understand it correctly, God, that we can make proper application of the things that you would show us when you speak to us, when you talk to us, God. Father, I pray that there will be a desire, God, to just talk to you on a regular basis throughout the day, God. Passionate, fervent prayer, God. Our minds will not be caught up with the time, but our minds will be on, we just desire to talk to you. And we believe that you will speak back to us, God. So, Father, I thank you right now, God. Let there be a desire, let there be a zeal for prayer, a burden for prayer, God. A burden to know you more intimately, God. I pray against everything that will come, God, to influence us in an ungodly manner, God. I pray that you will cover us with your blood, and I pray against every strategy, plot, plan, and scheme, and every evil and wicked device of the enemy, God, that you will blow on it and cause cancellation to it. Now, God, I pray, God, for every snare and every trap that the enemy has laid for us, God. Thank you that you've ordered our steps. And I believe, God, that you will lead us around and away from every snare and trap, God. That we will not be entangled, God. And Father, I pray, God, that through your son Jesus, you will give us strength. That we will not go back and entangle ourselves back into the yoke of bondage, God. But we say thank you for your mercy that are brand new every day. And thank you for your unmerited favor, your grace. And thank you for your love. Do it in us, God, that your will will be accomplished. We thank you, we honor you, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.